In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey. Folks, that is my DJ. It is so bad it's good with Ryan Bailey. I am Ryan Bailey. It is Tuesday. I am podcasting from a car right now to try to get the proper audio quality that you so deserve. Oh my God, what is becoming of my life? Uh, Monday's episode was great with Sophie Ross. I'm sorry I didn't get to do a whole, um, you know, the 30 minutes of talking I do uh, beforehand usually before that. So I'm going to do that right now. And I guess we just got to start it off with the the biggest news as Bravo lovers that we could possibly have thrown at us on a Monday morning, and that is, of course, that Ariana Grande is getting engaged, or no, she got married, folks. Ariana Grande got married over the uh, the weekend. We'll get to that story, but of course, I am talking about that they have announced that uh, 2021, we will see a BravoCon. BravoCon has officially been announced. Uh, they announced it early Monday morning, and I woke up to a slew of text messages. I mean, talk about I I was I didn't even drink yesterday. I woke up feeling hungover because I had Kentucky Fried Chicken last night. Yeah, I broke my diet. I broke my diet. So what? I don't feel bad. I feel horrible right now. I feel. By the way, <laughs> you know what? I Kentucky Fried Chicken is great, but you, it's like it's literally you're. I it, it's like a wall of sodium. It's like a wall of sodium. You're just bathing in it, and it feels good at first, and then the next day your body's like, "Are you?" Did you, what did you, what were you doing? What did, why do you, do you hate me? Um, BravoCon has gotten announced October 15th through the 17th in New York. We are so ready to party October 15th through 17th. Um, but I got to say this goes, I've been saying this now for three weeks on this podcast. Everybody's got to, you, you don't have this playing with the kids on in the background. Do you with the, okay, just, I'm going to curse right now. I just want everybody to know. Um, 
Slow the fuck down, everybody, okay? I've lit- There's lit- literally been 10 music festivals I want to go to. Uh, uh, now, BravoCon, uh, people I want to see, places I want to visit. Everybody needs to slow the fuck down down and spread this shit out i i what i I was talking to my friend and i was like october just it's a stressful month now it just really stress and she was like what well what what else is going on i go i have a lot of concerts that month that uh and (laughs) then she laughed at me but i gotta say i really there is something to i i we have not done anything social in a year plus and now they're just heaving it all at us and we're expected to like just Go back to our. This isn't safe. I'm telling you, there will be more. Um, uh, there will be more people hurt than COVID through just rushing back into this many concerts and events. I'm telling you. But by the way, if I do die, if I died at BravoCon, that would kind of be historical, right? Like then I would be kind of tethered to the Bravo universe for the rest of my life. Also, I just had this thought. Um, she, by the way, congratulations, Sheena Shea. Uh, really, I, I've had my ups and downs with Sheena, but I want to give a really a huge round of applause. Three weeks after giving birth, and she is already, she's literally doing Richella. They did the Raquel DJ James Kennedy engagement. They called it Richella instead of Coachella. And she's out there in full Coachella regalia makeup. Brock is out there. This is three weeks after giving birth. She looks great, but also she knows this is her time to shine. She is no dummy. She is like, I'm, I don't, hey, I could have given birth yesterday and I would have been here. But um, I, do you guys wonder ever if her It's All Happening tattoo she has on her forearm, forearm if it like buzzes? Like if she feels like it's like a spidey sense when something Bravo related happens. Like I was just expecting during the BravoCon announcement, if her if her tattoo just buzzes like bzzz, bzzz. But October 15th through 17th, we know BravoCon uh, 2021 is happening. They have not released ticket prices yet. But uh, if we go by ticket prices from the previous iteration, which I did not go to, because honestly, I've said this on the podcast before, I thought it was going to be like Firefest. I thought people were going to die. I thought people, I thought we were just, you're getting cheese sandwiches. Uh, you know, I did not think it was going to be uh a thing at all and it turned out it was amazing people had the time of their lives they met they met i mean it was like sisterhood of the traveling pants over there people are friends for life because of BravoCon. i know my friends uh hollaback cards and lucy on the ground met there and they palled over i mean it just it seems like it was a magic weekend for all so i want to be a part of that magic i need to be a part of that magic so yes, I am announcing, of course I will be at BravoCon this year. Of course. There's nowhere else I'd rather be. Of course I will be there. And now I do got to say, so there is something in the works for BravoCon. Uh, I will be doing a mixer and I will be trying to do it early enough. I'm not one of the main, uh, it'll probably be on the Thursday. So BravoCon is Friday, Saturday, Sunday. This will be on the Thursday and I'm going to try to make it around happy hour. So if there is something really exciting uh, on um, Thursday night that we all need to go to. This will just be a nice little mixer where we can all say hi to each other and get some drinks and some apps. And maybe it's at a fun Bravo place. Who knows? And maybe we might have a guest or two stop by who knows the world is our oyster, right? But we got to be excited about these things. Like I always did, you know, the main goal of this podcast is to say, Man, I'm excited about pop culture. Man, I am excited about what I watch. Man, I am excited about you guys. The thought of actually being able to meet you guys 
And, and by, by the way, I know a lot of us might not even be able to get tickets. I know it's going to be probably hard for me to get tickets, but okay. So we have that. So we have BravoCon, but I do want to say the Buca de Beppo meetup, which I have been teasing for months and months and months. It is happening. I have been in contact with Buca de Beppo of Encino for a Doritos room, the Capri room. There are a lot of factors that I'm trying to factor in and now with BravoCon because I want to make sure every I know this sounds so silly but I want to make sure everybody can do it and I want to make sure it's good and that everybody has fun and it it's uh there's going to be I'm trying to figure out capacity and stuff like that so that is in the works and I I know this is sounds so silly because anybody listening going Ryan who the fuck are you like on it like nobody gives a shit but I I think there are a handful of people that care about the Buka meetup I care about the Buka meetup. And by the way, if nobody showed up, I would still be by myself at the Buka meetup and I would be having a blast. But once again, their food is very high sodium, uh, just like KFC. So we, I, anybody out there, do is there pills I should be taking when I ingest things like KFC? And I'm back on my diet. I'm back on my diet. But I'm telling you guys, now when I eat bad food like that, the next morning it feels like a hangover. I didn't even drink. Like if I feel if I if I'm gonna feel like I have a hangover, I want to have drank to get that hangover. Also, did anybody's liver hurt when they made the BravoCon announcement? I was just picturing all the drinks I was gonna be having with you guys. And that is the sign of a true adult, somebody that's maturing when I'm going, oof. I can already feel the hangover. I'm like, oof, ouch, oh my god. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, ugh, going hard. And I was like, what is the um, uh, the study drug that I always ask for on here from you guys? Uh, Adderall. By the way, if anybody has Adderall so I can take it at BravoCon, I'm already trying to, I'm already trying to make sure I'm good for everything. It's probably not legal for me to solicit uh, study drugs on here. But if anybody does have Adderall, I would love to, uh, to, to, to have some. <laughs> Kind of laugh like the Joker sometimes. I'm really annoyed by that. Um, so BravoCon, we really don't know much more. I will be keeping you up to date with everything that we know. We do know October 15th through 17th, the Buka thing. Um, I'm I'm trying. I think it's going to be in end of June or July. I think so. I'm working out a couple of things, but it, uh, I'm trying to find um, the best way to do all of it. So, um, it's exciting. There are so many exciting things and I cannot wait to, uh, to, to, to meet you guys and to be a part of all of this. Uh, I, I mean, BravoCon was just, I, I'm already excited. spent today thinking if I was like, Ooh, let me, I, I'm going to wear a sandwich board around and I don't even know. And then I was like, Ooh, maybe I'll get a sign that says so bad it's good. And I'll be one of those sign flippers. Like you see on the corners, uh, that like advertise subway sandwiches, but it'll be for the podcast. I don't know. I am just thrilled and excited and I can't wait to see what they have in store. And, uh, but I think it would just be cool to do a podcast meetup, uh, just like a really small thing and, and get us started on the weekend because it'll be cool because I, I hope the people that go will be able to bump into you guys all weekend long. And I want to make sure um, that I just, it just sounds like a dream come true. So now I've got to just now, like now I'm in the, one of those training montages that you see in all the, the eighties movies where I've got to get the body and mind back in shape. I've got to, you know, just really work on my drinking to make sure I can hang with you guys and really just, uh, 
you're just uh, now it's like just a bad 80s song like and just me like in the woods lifting like logs of wood and just running through snow to prepare for BravoCon and music festivals you know just like a Rocky Four montage or something. Um, so that is that. But I got to tell you, it is so... It's like we went to sleep on Friday night to Hannah Burner leaving Summer House. And then we wake up on Monday morning to BravoCon being announced. So it's it just... When one door closes, another door opens. But I do got to say... I, I know I say like Friday night, all of this news drops. And then Monday morning, you get the news drops as well. And I just want to implore anybody in media to let... let's. Let's scale that back. Let's say like Wednesday night news drops and Friday morning good other news drops. And then you give us Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. You give us those four days. Let us always have a four-day weekend with any kind of media related. It's just, it's a lot, you know? I mean, there is just so much pop culture stuff happening at once. And luckily, you're dealing with a professional here, folks. Luckily, I have trained my whole life to talk to you about all of the shit we need to talk about. So... And me and Sophie, we covered so much yesterday, and I feel like we didn't even scratch the surface, which always I love. It's a good sign of talking to somebody cool because you're always like, I didn't get to talk to them about this or that. Today's podcast, you guys, is a great one. Uh, I'm going to talk to you about a bunch of pop culture stories, and then we have just such a cool girl, um, a woman. Uh, Her name is Nicole Stellings. You guys might know her as DJ Nicole Rose. Uh, from a little show um, called The Big Shot with Bethany Frankel. Um, now, this is on HBO Max, you guys, and it's basically a reality show that kind of is like The Apprentice. And I have watched every episode. There's only been six episodes so far, I believe. And then the final one comes out this Thursday, so you will be ready to go. But Nicole, I think, was the breakout star of this show. She was wild and funny, and she um, they painted her out to be a little grating at times, a little intense. But I, I got to say, I really liked her, loved her on the show, actually. She was really enjoyable to watch. But in talking to her, she has a podcast I really recommend to you guys called Big Queen Energy, which, you know, it's really a great podcast uh, for women in business. But I think for anybody, she was actually really inspirational. And what I love is being able to do these kind of hour interviews where you really see how reality shows get put together and you get so much more of a sense of who this person is. I liked her on the show and I loved her after talking to her. So I think you guys are going to be the same way. And even if you haven't watched the show, I think it's really fascinating because she talks a lot about Bethany Frankel. She talks a lot about being a DJ, about her life and business. And I really walked away um, uh, with just a really newfound appreciation for her. And it, it kind of inspired me. So I can't wait to do that. But let's go over some pop culture stories because a lot has happened and I'm going to miss it. I mean, but yeah, like I said earlier, Ariana Grande, she got hitched this weekend. TMZ reports uh, the wedding went down at uh, her home in Montecito, which you might also know is Oprah country. We're told there were less than 20 guests, including family members from both sides. And the whole thing was very intimate and filled with love. Uh, guys, don't feel bad if you didn't get invited. She will have other weddings. This obviously is not something this is something, this is a hobby of Ariana's, so I do not think, we we don't need to feel bad. You know, we there will be others. Her fiancé is Dalton Gomez. You might know him as a kid that looks like a kid. He looks like he's 13 years old. He, I, I, 
I worry about Ariana Grande. Ariana. So she goes from Pete Davidson to to this gentleman, Dalton Gomez, and I just I think he's hit puberty, but I don't know. And I'm not. I'm trying not to be mean, but also, also I know he's in real estate. I believe. I think he might even work for the agency. But how do you buy an engagement ring for somebody that is so much? more well off than you like you know how does that work like how does you know i don't know but ariana grande uh bought the house in june from ellen DeGeneres. she plunked down 6.75 million for the estate a perfect place for a small wedding tmz reports i love when i love when tmz and places put little side things like little side notes like oh thank you tmz you think it's a perfect place um so she was engaged last to Pete Davidson three years ago. And of course, before that, she was uh, with her boyfriend, Mac Miller, who unfortunately rest in peace. Uh, what an amazing musician he was. Um, so we will see. I got to tell you, Montecito is beautiful. I once um, I once stayed in the director Ivan Reitman's house, his like palatial estate, which he lives right next door to Oprah and Oprah would come over. So my friend used to date uh, Ivan's daughter, Kat Reitman, who you might know from the show Working Moms on Netflix, and uh, which is an amazing show. And Kat is really... I used to hang out with Kat all the time and, and we were in a sketch comedy group together and she was just, she, she's hysterical. And, you know, I, I always think like about, I think I might try to get her on the podcast one day. Cause I think a lot of you guys watch her shows. If you don't, they're on Netflix, but I once went up there and stayed at, uh, Ivan Reitman's place and it was just so big. And they had like real artwork on the walls. Like I'm talking like a real Picasso where you're like, what? Like you're just, and there was like a real like there's an artist uh chuck close who i just think is amazing and they had a chuck close and they had like palatial estates but i remember uh my buddy when he was dating her he would go to their movie nights he had like an actual movie theater in there and he was sitting behind oprah and they were watching the movie mystic river if you guys remember that was sean penn um and uh, Oprah was talking the entire movie. And I just remember, I love, I mean, I am obsessed with Oprah. I am so inspired by Oprah. And I remember my buddy was just like, I just, I wanted her to be quiet so much. She just kept talking throughout the whole. And it is so funny to think about Oprah in the sense of just like a normal person of somebody that potentially annoys you. I love that thought of just like, man, I wish this lady would be quiet. Like imagine sh, sh and Oprah during a movie, like, sh, like, are you? I mean, it's Oprah. Are you allowed to shh Oprah dur during a movie? I don't think you are. Anyways, Ariana Grande, uh, so happy for you. And thank you if, um, thank you. I don't mean thank you. I mean, we'll see you on the next uh, wedding. Okay. Oh, also the MTV uh, Movie Awards. I know we talked about it. Uh, the Movie and TV Awards, I believe were held this weekend because we saw Erica Jane all gussied up and she uh, paid a paparazzi photographer to take photos of her coming outside of her house. But I always, these MTV Movie Music Awards, they crack me up because when you're a kid, I used to love MTV Movie and Music Awards or, in, or all of it. I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. But they're so fake because you you don't realize is that they just give awards on MTV to who will show up. It was like the blockbuster. Oh, there was like, remember the blockbuster video store? They used to have the blockbuster awards and it was I, people's choice awards are another one where you're like, these aren't really even voted. Like it's literally like who will show up? You get an award. Um, I, I don't, 
it, you know, it, it just doesn't, it doesn't do anything for me anymore. So it's funny that it's, it's still going on. And part of me want, like, you know, I wish I could be a kid for a day just so I could bully other kids. No, just so I could ask kids like, do you get excited about this shit? Like I used to. So some of the winners and, and excuse me if I'm, you know, if this is a spoiler alert for any eight-year-olds listening. Um, so MTV movie and TV awards, best kiss was given to a show called outer banks with Madden Klein and chase Stokes guys. If you told me outer banks was a made up TV show, I would, I would believe that I've never heard of outer banks. I don't know what outer banks is. Outer banks can go banks itself. Okay. So best movie, this is when you know that something, so the, the best movie, so (laughs) the best movie goes to all the boys always and forever. Okay. Yeah. Right. It was up against Judas and the black Messiah, which was an Oscar nominated film it was up against all these Oscar nominated films. And then the best movie went to, <laughs> it went to a Netflix film. All the boys always and forever. Come on. Like best film. We all liked it. We all thought it was cute. Best film. Come on. You're come on. You know what I'm saying? Uh, they gave an award best fight to WandaVision. I liked I liked WandaVision a lot, but best fight? Like also what are these categories? Um MTV Generation Award, that's kind of like a uh a retrospective career award. They give that to Scarlett Johansson. Scarlett, congratulations to your all your work. Best villain, Catherine Hahn from WandaVision. I loved her and what but I, best villain, really? Best on-screen duo, The Falcon and Winter Soldier. A lot of Marvel stuff happening. Okay, this is the one that cracks me up. Best comedic performance. Now, best comedic for there's all of these uh, all of these nominations for best comedic performance. So, best comedic performance was Annie Murphy, Schitt's Creek, Eric Andre, Bad Trip, Issa Rae, Insecure, Jason Sudeikis, Ted Lasso, Leslie Jones, Coming to America. So, best comedic performance they've opened it up to TV and movies, folks. Now, best comedic performance was won by Leslie Jones coming to America. Now, I love Leslie Jones. Leslie Jones hysterical. Saw coming to America. Thought it sucked. Guess who hosted the MTV Movie Awards? Leslie Jones. I'm telling you, there is no. You're watching a fake award show. All, but but maybe this is for 16 year olds, so I don't need to worry about breakthrough performance. Uh, Roger Jean Page Bridgerton. Um, most frightened performance, Victoria Pedretti scripted The Haunting of Blythe Bly Manor. Guys, this is making me so sad. I don't know why. Anyway, I but do you know what I'm saying? Like, how do you give best film best film to all the boys forever and ever when you nominate it along with Judas and the Black Messiah, Promising Young Woman, and Soul? Do you like there's just a difference? Either this is a fake award show or it's a real award show but like i just feel like it's it's just so weird it's i mean okay i gotta stop complaining about that how are you guys doing are you good okay just wanted to make sure i wasn't not asking you know i didn't want to be put up like that's okay this is a sad story you guys um dmx's ex-wife tashara simmons shares his final words to her one week before his death um he, his, uh, 
his words were, my voice will be stronger when I'm gone. He said that six days before his death. So, I mean, that is just uh, kind of gives you a little goose pimples um, uh, to think about somebody being aware of uh, of their passing. Um, actually, and on, on this is not but well now. This is going to sound kind of jokey, but on Wednesday's show, uh, Bill and Becky Bailey will be joining the podcast once again, along with a lawyer. And we're going to talk about, well, you know what? I'll surprise you guys. Uh, you'll, you'll hear on Wednesday. Uh, also really quick back to the, I, I, uh, gosh, that's so horrible. Do a DMX story. I'm going to follow it up with, um, they did this Addison Ray kiss with one of her co-stars from the new He's All That uh, reboot that they're doing. And they're, MTV tweeted out like, whoa, look at the passion. And it was like the least passionate kiss I've ever. It looked like a brother and sister kissing. And I know everybody wants to believe TikTok is the next thing. But I got to say, there are certain accounts that I'm seeing posting um, Addison Ray photos and saying like, Oh my God, I get Britney vibes from this and come on. Like I'm like, put a little respect on Britney's name. Like it's a little different. Addison Ray is a TikToker who can like do some dances from TikTok, And I'm sure she's very talented and, and it's fun to see her play around with Courtney on keeping up with the Kardashians, but come on, like Britney, like Britney trained to be a pop star. Like she went to like vocal lessons and dance lessons all the time. And I mean, really like there was training there. And I feel like when we make these people celebrities, we want to make people celebrities so bad that we're now like we're, we're giving it to TikTokers, which I feel like they need to prove it just a little bit more, you know, like don't just give away celebrity so easily, you know, I, I mean, and this might be like a fuddy duddy opinion coming from a dude that, you know, I understand this might be ridiculous, but do you know what I'm saying? I feel we give celebrity away so easily now when it's like, you got to prove it a little bit more. You can't just do these fun TikTok things and smile when you do hip moves. And like, that's not, I, I, I'm, I'm curious to see what else you got. I'm, you know, she could be the next Britney, but don't just, like, you know, I just don't, I don't know. I feel like that doesn't give a respect to all the work that Britney did or, or think about Beyonce or think anybody. Uh, Christine Quinn from Selling Sunset was at the MTV uh, Movie and TV Awards. Uh, also, Christine Quinn announced, this is another, I feel like this is just rage podcasting right now. I love Christine Quinn from Selling Sunset. I think she is so fun. What a great villain, kind of. What a great big character that we love on reality shows. And she announced that she is writing a book, you guys. Her book is going to come out in a little bit. And guys, let's not give away celebrity and let's not give away celebrity books this easily. How, I mean, like pretty soon it's just going to be like, I farted in a can and wrote a book about it. I mean, really? Christine Quinn, you did two really fun seasons of Selling Sunset and now you're pregnant. What? I mean, really? Are we really curious about the Christine Quinn story? Like, ah, damn it. I love her on this show. I need to know about her entire life. I feel like it's jumping the gun a little bit, which kind of to me is a little bit of how I feel about Selling Sunset. I love it, but it's like jumping the gun a little bit. It's all gloss, all pomp and circumstance, which I appreciate. I love it. But it's one of those shows also where it's like The Hills. It's Adam DeVello, the same producer of both, is that you kind of just you're you're like it's like you're um you're 
you know, you, you've been put into a wrestling move and you're forced to like this show. You're like, Duh, you're, they're going to make you like this show, whether you like it or not. And it is so glossy that they, they don't really, they can have very minuscule plot lines and character development and you still like it because there is something about seeing something so glossy that it almost fools you. You know, if something is shot so beautifully and so well lit, lit you're like, I think I love this. You know, it's like, a, it's like sweet. It's like, um, it's like eating a bag of candy. And that way, like, that's why when you binge shows like Selling Sunset, sometimes it makes your stomach hurt because you're like, this is, whoo, this is so much gloss and not enough, you know, meat on the bone here, you know, but, uh, I will of course be listening listen <laughs> i will i will be reading that I'll, that's a listener that's a really i'll listen to that book um uh, daily mail reports that uh kindle jenner proves to be a hands-on boss as she greets fans at her 818 tequila brand launch in la amid cultural appropriation backlash now uh, this was on Monday afternoon. She met with fans. Uh, I'm sure they picked out like five special fans for her to meet. And that was it. But uh, I we've talked about this before. I almost like Kendall Jenner's thing to me now, like what she's known for is doing wildly inappropriate, stupid things. You know, like her brand is not knowing her brand. Like when you think of Kendall Jenner, what do you think about? Do you think about her runway walks? Do you think about her Vogue covers? Do you think about any of that? Like I said, I think about the the, the Pepsi ad that was pulled off the air after one day because it kind of was so offensive to think that you can solve, uh, you know, uh, some kind of cultural divide with police and, and different ethnicities with a Pepsi can that Kendall Jenner hands to a police officer. I mean, that was the commercial. That's what I think of. I think of just all of the weird shit that Kendall has gotten into, like, you know, when her mom said she was brave and I thought it was going to be a coming out uh, post where she came out as a lesbian and instead it was a proactive um, launch for a Kendall Jenner and, and adult acne, which uh, is another form of bravery, just like coming out, I guess. But also this 818 tequila. So she says, you guys, I have been, if you, you don't know me, but I've been a tequila drinker all my life. I've been, you know, you don't know me, but I'm basically an alcoholic and I know good tequila. And there's been shots of her like tequila tasting, you know, cause you, I always like this. I always, if I ever need a good laugh, what I'll do is I'll close my eyes and I'll, I like to think about the Kardashian Jenners. Like I like to think about Kylie in the lab making her lip kits. Like, you know, like really like putting things together and like, like a beaker and goggles and she's experimenting, you know, like I'm in the studio, I'm working on the perfect lip, uh, lip, lip kit for watermelon flavoring lips, you know, I mean, it is, it, I like to think of them really being active. Like, so like Kendall's, you know, down in, in Mexico or, or, uh, you know, uh, wherever. And she's just, she's tasting the tequila she's you know out in the desert finding however you make tequila she's doing that folks but anyways she did this idiotic thing where she um she posted a um i think it was like a a picture for 818 tequila and it was like her with her horse and a bottle of tequila and a sombrero hanging from her neck and like, I think the Latinx community is kind of outraged like, and screaming cultural appropriation. I mean, but it's just like, here's the deal. I don't genuinely believe 
Kendall likes to go searching for a Nejo in a poncho and a sombrero. I just don't believe it. I sometimes feel like she gets the short end of the stick on Kardashian products. And Kris Jenner just is like, okay, everybody draw a product out of the hat. And like, okay, Kylie, you got lip kits. Oh, Kendall tequila. Uh, Kendall's like, I don't even eat what, how I can't even process tequila. Uh, I just feel like she got the short end of some kind of stick or there's like, or it's like odd man out and she always gets the last pick or something. And they're like, okay, you're going to get the, um, racially insensitive, um, Pepsi campaign. And like Kendall's just like, mom, can I just not do any products? Is that cool? Um, so we'll see if anybody wants to, um, to send me an eight, one, eight Kendall, if you're listening, I'm happy to drink your tequila. I mean, don't let, I mean, also let's not, I mean, I will drink that tequila if it is offered to me. I'm not, I'm not like that. I just think it's funny that uh, Kindle is pushing that. So a uh, couple uh, random Bravo news. Uh, we have uh, the account Real Housewives franchise reporting that Real Housewives of New Jersey will be starting season 12 filming on Tuesday, June 8th. Wow, that is so quick. So Tuesday, June 8th, here is your cast. Here is your starting lineup for season 12. Coming in at forward, Teresa Giudici. Why is she still using Giudici? What, you know, isn't that her ex-husband's name? Anyways, okay, Melissa Gorga, okay. Dolores Catania, okay. Uh, Margaret Josephs, fine. Jennifer Aiden, fine. Jackie Goldschneider, okay. And they will reportedly be joined by new housewife, A-I-K, Akisha Colon? Akisha Colon? I don't know if I'm saying, I don't think I'm saying that right, but it sounds like she is potentially a different ethnicity. So we, we know that Bravo shows sometimes don't have the best luck with that. And New Jersey, um, we'll, we'll see how they handle all of that stuff. Let's see what I can find out about her doing a cursory search. Now, it looks like she, uh, has a, uh, a cross emoji, a ring emoji, a queen uh, emoji, and some kind of uh, like Taurus emoji. I don't know. It looks like she is potentially married to uh, this guy's a huge dude. He looks like he plays for the NFL or something. Is that who he is? Oh, she is married to a guy named Willie Colin who is a football... This shows... I Guys, I know nothing about sports. Signed a one-year, million-dollar contract with the New York Jets. Um, okay, so he's... New York Jets, that would fit. And uh, I can't... Is she... Hmm. It looks like she, I think, is African-American. I, I'm, I, I think she is. Um, so this will be an interesting... Uh, if she is in New Jersey, I, I'm kind of interested to see how they all um they all handle that and and uh i think real housewives of new jersey housewives i'm sure margaret she's very smart and pays attention to what's going on so it'll be interesting to see how they all relate to each other also in other housewives news uh real housewives of dallas we have been uh deandra simmons i believe let somebody know that uh cameron westcott unfollowed her or blocked her from Instagram. So, you know, it's getting juicy when we got people unfollowing each other. It's that serious folks. 
Um, that is all the, uh, the news for today. Uh, there will be much more news tomorrow. Uh, so just join me right back here on Wednesday. And once again, I got the numbers in from last week, huge numbers, biggest numbers I ever got. And I know a little bit of that is due to de moi. Um, and I'm so sorry for the audio on that still. Remember it was just, it's it, sometimes I just can't help it. And I know it annoyed some of my loyal listeners and I apologize. I tried to do everything I could to save that. And hopefully by the next time she's on, we'll figure out a way to work with her new magic voice she's using. And also go, uh, her merch drop. She dropped a lot of cool merch. And I know we talked, I don't know if it made it to the podcast, but we did talk about like, you know, she's like, I don't know if I'm going to keep doing this. So go out and get that Demois merch. I got a t-shirt myself. Uh, I'm banking on that. It's high quality material. So, uh, because that's all I wear folks. Uh, <laughs> and then remember Wednesday, we got real housewives of Beverly Hills. Oh, that's what I wanted to tell you real quick. Watch what happens live this week. I wanted to share with you who they have on this. Of course, you'll be listening to on Tuesday. So on watch what happens live this week, um, Tonight, by the way, Monday night, they had Billy Crystal. I love watch what happens live because sometimes it's like I, I love what I'm not. I, I love watch what happens live, but I love that Andy will go from housewives and then it'll be like Billy Crystal or it'll be like Lionel Richie. And then it'll be back the next day to Countess Luann. So uh, Tuesday night tonight, you'll have Luann DeLaSeps and a lady named Brianne Howie. Maybe that's the girl from that show I didn't know earlier. Uh, and then on Wednesday, this is a big one. You have all of the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills except for Erica Jane. Um, and by the way, Erica Jane, uh, if you're listening, do you need help with money for BravoCon? Do you need a little walking around money? Let us know. We'd be happy to uh, not start a GoFundMe for you. And then on Thursday, we have the legend Pink joining Andy on Watch What Happens Live. Also, remember, this Saturday we have the series season finale of... SNL. And uh, of course, on Wednesday, remember, you have The Hills New Beginnings, episode two of this season, and you have episode two of Siesta Key as well. I have not seen it yet. My friend said she was disappointed in Siesta Key, and she's a big Siesta Keyer. So take that for what it's worth. Uh, Real Housewives of New York, of course, is on tonight, folks. Uh, Thursday night, No More Summer House, which is so sad, but you do have Top Chef and Million Dollar Listing. And uh, 90 Day Fiance uh, is always on. So you always have that. Extreme Sisters is on Sunday nights as well. But you guys, without further ado, um, her name is Nicole Stellings. Uh, Her podcast is called Big Queen Energy. Uh, The show that she is on is HBO Max's The Big Shot with Bethany Frankel. uh, And you guys know her as DJ Nicole Rose. Like I said, I love this interview. I really loved talking to her. Uh, I just thought it was so great and such a different, um, uh, I got such a different view of her than on a reality show, which just reminds us that what we see on reality shows is sometimes just a little slice of their actual reality. So ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only DJ Nicole Rose. Bring them out, bring them out. DJ. That's my bring them out, bring them out. Okay, guys, today I am very excited, extremely excited. Now, this is really exciting because we're talking to somebody that is currently uh, all over something that I truly love, that we truly love, and that is reality shows. Now, this person uh, is in a reality show that we talk about now all the time and that I'm trying to get more people to watch uh, because I think it is a fascinating study in how reality shows are put together. Uh, I am so excited to talk to this person about her journey because not only was she on a reality show, she actually 
has an insane career with over seven years in the biz. Uh, she is a, a DJ, an entrepreneur, uh, a music director, uh, but also she has an actually excellent podcast that I want to direct you guys all towards right now as well. Her podcast is called Big Queen Energy, and it's very, you know, this is this can be a silly podcast. We can admit that. If you go to her podcast, you're going to learn actual things. You're going to learn things about business. Like, I was listening to it to go, I was, where was this podcast? I could be way more successful than I am now, and it actually comforted me more to know about all the, the the stuff she knows about business. I was like, okay, she actually does belong in the reality series that she's in right now, which is on HBO Max. It's called The Big Shot with Bethany. Uh, we have today with us uh, Nicole Rose Stillings, or as you know her on TV, uh, DJ Nicole Rose. Nicole, thank you so much for being here. Oh my God, that was like the best intro I've ever had. Thank you for having me. I could have kept going. But wait, well, you guys, this is how good she is. And this is why I need lessons from her is that she has a personal website, you guys. Her branding is clear. Her messaging is clear. And these are all these are all terms I'm learning the further I get into podcasting. But I mean, it really is kind of amazing. And it, it made me comforted because... Sometimes I get scared with reality series, Nicole, that, that that we just get a bunch of fake, phony people that don't know anything about business or whatever the topic on reality, the reality show is, you know? Yeah. No, so that's, that's such a great point. And thank you for, you know, obviously websites are a sore issue for me right now. We can get into that. Um, but thank you for pointing <laughs> yeah, guys, that Guys, guys, wait, there's going to be some spoiler alerts, possibly. <laughs> what I do want to though, it's on HBO Max, so you can watch at your leisure. Um, the first six episodes are out right now. Uh, and then we're going to have the season finale, I believe, this next week when you'll hear this. And you can binge it all at once, which we love to do. So we'll get into why that's a sore subject for her in a bit. <laughs> yeah, so I was just going to say, I think it's thank you. that intro was great because I think it's important for, you know, I don't think that the show, um, by the way, I love that you said it's a study in reality TV, which I totally agree with. Different format. There's a lot of uh, nuances to it. But they didn't do a great job at showing people's professional history and like education. Not at all. Thank you. Not at all. In fact, <laughs> you know, and this is and this is not because, by the way, it is one of the uh, glossiest. It's beautiful the way it's shot. I mean, it really the production value is so high quality in this. But I got to say it was there was some confusing elements. And it also is a uh, I think a study in how we paint our reality show characters is that, you know, from the first episode, they kind of made you out to be this super intense super. which, by the way, you can be super intense and still be amazing, but you weren't painted as a villain, but you were painted as somebody that was potentially going to be going up against Bethany Frankel, you know? And and then the further you got into it, the more you saw kind of your talent shine through to the point where I was like, oh my God, uh, DJ Nicole Rosé is going to win this thing. <laughs> and I did not, I thought you were going to be out after the first episode. And then, I mean, unfortunately she does get let go, folks, but I was, I it was a nail biter for me. Thank you for saying that. Yeah, I mean, honestly, it's like it's nail biting for me to watch all this back, by the way. Like it was I, like filming this whole show and, and being on this job interview. Right. Because it was really both. It wasn't just a TV show. It was truly like hard work. Right. Like big projects, building websites. You know, the photo shoot challenge was very intense. The the charity challenge had a lot of components. Right. So um, it definitely required a lot of thought. And it's weird working so hard on these tight deadlines, grinding, you know, and having a bunch of cameras in your face. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't imagine what that's like. And especially, I know you probably have a little bit of experience because, 
you know, you do have experience as kind of a celebrity DJ in the sense that you were, uh, I think, spinning at a lot of like kind of big parties with celebrities and stuff. So you're used to probably a little bit more of that lifestyle than others might be. And you're, you're, you live in New York, correct? Yeah. yeah. Well, so I'm between New York and Florida now in the pandemic. But yes, I'm a New Yorker for <laughs> 11 years. I think everybody's <laughs> between Florida and New York during the pandemic. So I, they filmed this during. All right. Got it. Sorry about that. No, all good. No, all good. Um, they filmed this during the pandemic, correct? Yes. Or did. like on the... It was in the fall. So the fall. were you already... Because I know they announced this before they started shooting, and I think it was before the pandemic. Were you in like the initial iteration of this that was not going to be involving the pandemic at all? So um, you mean like when they originally concepted it? When they originally concepted it and put it together, I remember hearing about it before the pandemic even started. Okay, so that's true. And I think, uh, you know, Bethany took uh, some time to announce it to her audience, right? Because obviously she has millions of followers and she was doing a ton of charity relief work at the time that was very important, right? Um, With, you know, giving PPE, et cetera, and aid during the pandemic in the beginning. So uh, they reached out to me like, very, very like pandemic had just kind of started. Um, but I can't be like, I was confirmed. Right. I don't know what they yeah, were. Yeah, yeah. No, they, they, they were interested. Yeah. 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 But I mean, look, um, and I, I think people don't realize this. They, they, they want the full resume. It's not just like, are, are, can you be on camera? It's really like, what work have you done? What were you successful in? What did you fail at? Right. You know, see, but you, you watch the show and, and I, I was comforted to even just hear you say, they didn't do a good job of setting you guys up in the audience's eyes as people that knew what they were doing. Totally. I mean, I think you set yourself up well where you were saying things that you had done. But at, at a certain point, I was like, wait a sec. They're, the first night, they've already got it down to six contestants. And I don't know anything about any of these people yeah. except that they kind of did like a, a little – they did a little like a dinner or like a little – you could drink and have appetizers. And Bethany was watching from a high and had some shots of her just looking out the window <laughs> – and then she came down and surprised so everybody. Awkward. But I, it was very so awkward. awkward. I mean, I have so many questions about the physical production of this and just the sense that, like, how long did it take for you to film? Like, how long? Because I can't tell if this was a week, if this was two weeks, if it was a month. Yeah, no, it was longer than that. Um, I don't know if they, like, want me to give the exact timeline. No, but, no, 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 it's fine. Um, I just, as a fan, a I was just curious. Yeah, it, it took some wow, time. Wow, okay, that, see, that makes me feel good, too, because I kind of got the sense of, like, I just... They got they got down to so few people so quickly without us even knowing anybody or being able to root for people. Yeah. But initially when we met you, it's it shows you just how you can change perceptions is that I feel you were painted in this corner and you kind of were able to bust out of it after the the photo challenge, which you handled. She handled this really gracefully, you guys. Um, they did this photos <laughs> challenge for uh, Skinny Girl, the, the product, the shapewear. And Bethany comes in like a like a whirling dervish, like a tornado, and <laughs> they end up getting into this. It, anyways, Bethany ends up not being in her photo shoot, and but she, Nicole Rose just ends up being fine with it and handles it beautifully to the point where they do a to be continued on the second episode, I believe. And then I was like, oh well, the beginning of the third, she's fired, and she manages to make it out of that because you kind of handled that whole situation with Bethany throwing kind of a not a 
tantrum, but really trying to throw you off your game. And you, you really kind of took that and ran with it, which shocked me. Thank you for saying that. I, I appreciate that because I'll, I'll just be honest that I probably had, I mean, I had like medicatable, I don't know if that's a word, anxiety that day, right? Like, so that was like <laughs> the hardest day I, of I mean, my life. Watching that show gave me medicatable anxiety. <laughs> I was saying. We're putting it, in, we're putting it in the dictionary. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, that was, that was a really challenging day. And I think, you know, there's so many big takeaways from this show, but just, you know, I was, I think I was typecast, right? And I think... Oh, you definitely right, they, were. They just wanted someone to poke fun at. Like, I think they picked me to mock me and to have me and Bethany have conflict. And, you know, obviously I don't have confirmation of this. Nobody's going to tell me exactly how the sausage gets made, right? But she always says that, yeah. by the way, which she's always talking about sausage. <laughs> she did. She's she in. didn't get enough action. She, I'm sorry. She really... <laughs> Always sorry, talking Bethany. about sausage. You're right. <laughs> or Biggie and Smalls. Or Biggie and Smalls, yeah. <laughs> or Biggie um, and Smalls, true. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I think that – so that photo shoot when she refused to get in my shoot, and I, like I said, you know, everybody's making fun of this, and, and it was cringy and kind of funny, but, like, I tracked it in my journal because I didn't know what we were arguing. I was so confused how things just kept escalating. So I started writing it down because I was like, this is, like – Two plus two don't equal four here. Two plus two equals like twenty. Wait, you were you were writing? Were you writing in your journal on the shoot day? Were yeah, you there? Yeah. Like, right? <laughs> I was trying to figure out why she was getting so mad. I was just like, I was like writing a play by play, trying to understand, like, you know, where where did I go wrong so that I could try to come back, and also so that I would have notes, right? Because it was obviously a lot of drama and there was a lot of emotions flying. But I wanted to have notes so that I could speak to her really accurately in the elimination round. So, so that's like why I was doing it. So yeah. Like, you know, I'd be able to tell her here's, you know, maybe you missed this, but here's what happened. And here's why I didn't come get you at that moment or whatever. So, um, yeah, it's, it's funny. That moment for me was kind of groundbreaking because that's when I realized that like, first of all, this was not going to be fun. <laughs> I thought I was at the first night, you know, at the cocktail party, I was like, let's all have a fucking rose. Let's all have a rose. Yo, yeah, please. Yeah. I was like, let's all do the damn thing. Unleash the beast. Have a party. But by the way, you guys, you'll notice real quick in the show, like anything that anybody does on the show is wrong. Like Bethany <laughs> will come in and be like, no, I would never do that. I would never do that in a job interview. But it's like she kind of makes the rules as she goes along and they don't apply to her because I've seen Bethany. You remember that? She had all this <laughs> well, yes, under yeah. <laughs> but I've seen Bethany break all of these rules in housewife shows over over the years. So it is funny to see her kind of set the rules as she goes. And if you said left, she was going to say right. Totally. You know, it, it, no, that's actually an accurate portrayal of her. I like Bethany a lot, but that it does make it a little difficult sometimes because I'm not a mind reader, you know, so. Yeah, and I think you even said that in the show, you know, the communication, I would, I'm not amazing at business, but I assume communication is a key P of, key uh, part of business, correct? I mean, first of all, I think you're an excellent communicator, <laughs> and yeah, it is a big yeah. part of business. And- well, that's, well, DJ Nicole Rosie, that's what I'm saying. I can't, like, the fact that I'm watching the show and going, wait, I could be on this show, because they didn't set you guys up to actually, like, why, like, no offense, Corey seems like a nice guy, but it seems like Corey was, like, by the, and the other thing, you guys, the other frustrating part, the, the, the reason this show kind of works, actually, is that all of a sudden it becomes so bizarre where people are getting let go, and then they're getting brought back, is like, 
like assistants to Bethany, and there there's all of the like then they're bringing in contestants they let go from the first one, and then new people are getting introduced. So I don't know if that was like a goal of them of like let's just make it as weird as possible. There's no set rules, you know. Yeah. In fact, I don't even know. Do you come back? Like I have a feeling you might come back and just <laughs> well, surprise us. If I did, I wouldn't be allowed to say that. Um, but <laughs> but that's actually very funny, and you're, I'll say you're not the first person to ask that. Um, but yeah, I think you know actually from a contestant standpoint, the lack of structure to the show was actually like unnerving, right? Because you're just like, at least in The Apprentice, like I studied her, I studied The Apprentice, I studied the strategy behind it. Um, yeah. I'm sorry. Someone if you need to get ask, that, no, but... someone who no, no, if you need to get... no, I don't, but you want to know who it is. Have you been to yeah. Aspen? <laughs> it's the dude. Uh, yeah, I've, owns, once, yeah. It's the dude who owns Cloud9. That is like so random. I don't know if you've ever been to Cloud9. So Cloud9 is on the top of the yes. mountain, and it's and I've like played some parties there that are like beyond anything. Oh else. wow, this is a big. Well, let's say wait answer and let's see you negotiate <laughs> business. Let's this is a let's do the big shot with uh, Ryan Bailey right now, and I want to see if you get this job. Yeah, that's so funny. Uh, no, I, I actually declined him because I'm just so focused on Ryan Bailey right now. Um, <laughs> wow, this is the first time that's happened. Uh, um, no, you're great. Uh, no, no. So, um, I. I it is funny just the way the show's structure works because it's like a they set it up with a structure and then they kind of go against that structure entirely. So I didn't know if that was like kind of set out of like, we're just going to throw everything against the wall. But to, to bring it back, I want to kind of let people or paint the picture of who you actually are is that what has been your background? Because it seems like you do a lot of a lot of things and you've been successful in, in different things. So would you primi- primarily describe yourself as a, a DJ? Because it seems like you do so many other things. What, totally. what has been your background? Thank you so much for saying that. And like, I, I do, I really think there should have been an eighth, ep- you know, an eighth episode put in the beginning, probably before the first episode that set all yes. of us sat down and we just talked about all the things we did and how we got there. And I don't know. You or know, my friend said, you, Bethany should have done her podcast and like did an yes. episode of each one of you guys leading into the show. Yes. So we had a little bit of knowledge of you guys, of right. why we should care. And no offense to the show, but I've seen it done better on The Apprentice, on, Agreed. you know, like, I've, you know, so I want to be able to root for these people. And you were the one, you were the breakout. I mean, for better or worse, you know, you might think you were painted a certain way. You were still the breakout. You were the person that was remembered. Because I have been talking about this show with other people. And, of course, you are the only contestant we usually end up bringing up, you know? <laughs> I'm honored. Thank you so much. Well, I mean, no, no. I mean, you're, you just have that big personality. You have a really good reality show personality, but you also kind of flip the script, you know? So, um, so anyways, what, what is your background? Yeah. So, so I, I started my, so the easiest way to explain exactly who I am and what I do is marketing. I am a marketing person, right? So, I mean, that's what like any business that I've worked on comes down to. And I started, I went to Emory university. I studied journalism and sociology and psychology and I left Emory and ended up working in marketing companies for almost five years. I've been published in the social media Bible and other books on strategy, on marketing strategy. <clears throat> and so that that was my bread and butter. That's how I got my career started off in New York City. And I you know, eventually worked my way up to a director role at an agency where I ran large-scale events and campaigns for Ralph Lauren, Diesel, Theory, Swatch, Kmart, QVC. Um, so, you know, similar to things that Bethany actually needs, right? But they don't tell yeah. you all of that for whatever reason. Um, and I left, I went off on my own when I was about 26. Um, to, because first of all, I just, I believe in myself as an entrepreneur and also like, let's just be honest, I can't work for anybody else. 
<laughs> like, call a spade a spade. Like, she knows that. You know? Um, I try. <laughs> but Well, by the way, that's what she says in the your final episode, you know, is that, I mean, that is one of the things, is that it's, it, you know, uh, whatever you do, I think you you will be the head of that thing, you know? I'm very headstrong and I have I have a lot of vision for, for better or worse, right? So I see things my way and I can be open to seeing them other ways as well. But Bethany and I are very similar in that respect. So, you know, that is that would be challenging for her because you, you'll see in a lot of my projects, I think they reflect my sort of big thinking, my overall vision and creativity. But then she wants me to just be simple. She says it all the time, yeah. you know, take out, we don't need SEO. We don't, I don't know who doesn't need SEO on a website, but whatever. She's like, we don't need, we don't need search and <laughs> They'll find us. We don't They'll just find conversion us. Yeah. optimization. We don't need this. We don't need, I'm like, okay, I, and then, you know what, in the time slots given though, the true fact is that I should have done less, right? Because sometimes less is more and I always take everything to the extreme. I just want to like hit a home run and sometimes maybe you just need to get on base, you know? How much is it too when you're actually filming these things that you are aware of like damn it I am I am being really big how is this going to play on TV like how much of that enters into your mind on a daily basis when you're filming these things of like oh my god that's not going to be my finest moment uh, and because when I I do auditions all the time and and it kind of amps up your personality already you're going in you're going yeah. into a room with casting directors you're being bigger than you you yeah. know and you have to calm yourself down how much of that plays a, a part into this when you were filming yeah I mean I, I mean because I had never really done anything quite like this right so that's what i was gonna say like how much how much is reality tv and and i got so many questions you i mean do you you get approached obviously but were you trying to be in reality shows up at this point it seems like anybody on reality shows has a history of either trying to get on reality shows or they were like oh this person popped up on millionaire matchmaker 10 years ago like (laughs) do you have a history of reality shows i love patty stanger that's so funny Um, that's what i'm saying but like leah mcsweeney who's a housewives of new york I'm, but Housewives of New York, she, uh, Leah McSweeney was on an episode of Millionaire Matchmaker. And you're like, how did these people just end up, wind up on reality shows? And yeah. you, they have like a, a history of them now. So for me, I think people had always told me that I had a big personality, right? And aside from just being a marketer, I'm also an entertainer. So that, right, has to do with the DJ component, has to do with the podcasting component, has to do with the TV component, right? That I, I love to entertain. Um, and I truly think that, you know, Something I always wanted to do, I I just have this deep yearning for people to know that they can just be exactly who the fuck they are and that that is beautiful, that is okay, that is accepted. Like, unleash your beast, let your energy out, be weird as fuck, who cares, like, do you? (laughs) And and I hope that me being So lean in, lean in, basically. Lean into who you are, you know? I think the world, especially as you get older in life, like, tries to put you in a box, tries to stifle you down. You know, even Bethany says that. You can't put me in a box, which is very I love true. that, yeah. I would certainly break yeah. out. <laughs> Sometimes I, I really would like to put Bethany in a box. I, I'm just, sorry. Uh, sorry, 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 sorry. No. I don't know if I am. Yeah, well, well, no, okay, so wait, no. So I know, so you marketing and all that stuff, you were always do. But then when does the DJ component get in? And it seems like, if I was just to look cursory over it, it seems like the DJ thing almost gave you a little bit more of an identity to kind of get indoors potentially where you could actually even do more of the business that you had studied in terms of marketing, branding, and stuff like that. It almost, to me, DJ No Coral Rosé is like kind of like Batman. Like it's kind of like a <laughs> character name you can give yourself and it gets you into things. It gets you... You know, it's kind of a little flashier, very exciting, kind of has a pop culture element to it. Uh, was there any sure. thought of that or were you like, I just do it for the music, you know? So, so you know, you're right. I think 
Look, you need credibility and you need skills, right? All these people who just, and, and like people are going to be like, well, you, you are an influencer too, or whatever they say. I mean, I, I think I'm more of a content creator, right? But like, you can't just be an Instagram influencer. That's not going to be interesting for you for your whole life. Like you need to have real tangible skills that add value to the world, in my opinion, right? And, and making content is a real tangible skill yeah. as well too. So no, no shade on anybody who does that solely. But I myself wanted to like, have a thing that I was really good at that I could sell forever and that I also would enjoy. So DJing for me married like music, which is one of my biggest passions because I believe music, music is emotional. It makes people feel, it makes people have joy. Yeah. It makes I believe, people happy. Yeah. I love, I started off every around. podcast. I started off every podcast with a mashup because I always feel like, cool. like that was, I used to work as a, uh, a, a manager at a nightclub and the mashups were always the thing that got the people the happiest of like blending two songs Wait, together. I but I always love manager at a nightclub. I don't even see that. Yeah. Anymore. It's crazy. I have you such a, I know people. it's, yeah, I mean, and it was pretty much just, I mean, you're just, it's the, you know, nightlife is just insane. And then you're just p- getting paid to like kind of drink with big name clients and stuff like that, or sell bottle service or push all of this stuff. It's not but that the DJ stuff always, I, but DJs always fascinated me because I would, they would make people the happiest, you know, yeah. like if your song came on or if their song came on, it was always the happiest and you would see then people spend money, et cetera, et cetera. Yep. Um, but so that that's what I wanted to say was was this a real passion for you? Yeah. Oh, because yeah. DJing, like, there is a there's a real skill to it that that people. I mean, there are bad DJs. Yeah. I mean, how? I mean, did you just teach yourself how to DJ? Did you get a bunch of uh, like what Serato or yeah, what? what I, used, I don't know what I you're used using. Serato, that's awesome that you know that. Um, I had so. I would say that I had mentors, you know, and I had a coach. At first, when I first started out, I invested in. Solid equipment, not it wasn't like the top of the line, but just what I could afford to get myself off the ground. And then I invested in a coach and I paid him, I think, for like five lessons. And then he was like, You could help me with social. And so then I would kind of barter, right? And I would like, I would also download all the music because I'm, I have. Like, I'm very good at programming, right? And a big part of DJing is just knowing what's hot, what's going to be hot, what's trending, what's not, what's yeah. not. You know what I mean? So yeah. um, so I would kind of trade, like, my library of music and my social media skills to just continue getting lessons. And, I mean, I, I studied with different mentors and coaches for years. You know, I mean, I think there's always probably something you can learn. I'm sure there are places I could improve my skill set now you know um i mean who teaches dj i mean is it like fat boy slim was your di- i mean like who who is teaching the i mean i didn't even know that was a thing like you can like be taught to dj that's amazing this is, this is gonna actually blow your mind i had a guy who used to dj at studio 54 who mentored me and oh coached my god me and would give me like old tracks from back in the day that were like you just there's just they don't make music the way that they used to um, yeah, by the way, and that's why you hear like most DJs will take usually like the the background track of you know uh, I mean Donna Summer or anything yeah, like that totally. and kind of use it as like a foundation for whatever new song they want to put under it. So it's really it's a really Love amazing. I, I get fascinated uh, by that. But God, Studio Fifty Four, just the stories that guy must have. Yeah, are, he's epic. Would probably he's epic. Be worth so, it. so I guess the, the answer is really just mentorship, right? And I wanted to do DJing because I wanted to have some. I wanted to be known for something that added value to the world. Right. That's the most simplest way to put it. I saw a clear connection between music and making people happy. And I grew up in a family where, you know, giving back was really important. Everybody in my entire family does something that literally helps people and does charity work. And, you know, it's just that's we all think that way. 
if that makes sense. And I got to say, I, I, that's one of the, the things that I, I don't, I don't think anybody can disagree with. This is one of the things that I do love about Bethany Frankel is, uh, the charity work is yes. how much the be strong and you guys do a a challenge with that. Um, it is one of the things that you can't argue for good or bad. Like she really has done such. I mean, you can love her or hate her, but you cannot argue with her charity work. It's something that I feel like is just blows me away with in regards to her of getting those things done. Yeah, you she, know, she's a straight hustler, and and I have a lot of respect for her efforts, her relief efforts with be strong because. That is what she's doing, how her charity is structured compared to a traditional charity. And I'm on the board of UNICEF NextGen. Um, they don't really make that clear. Once again, why don't they just make that clear they don't. and give people some Not at all. I mean, <laughs> well, you would, it would just, it would make the experience for the viewer like we, it would give it, um, it would give it a weight. Yeah. You know, you know, we want, we want it to have these levels. And to, for me to know that kind of stuff for the viewer, it would make it so much more intense and so much more like this is a real person who took real time out of like potential real work because, you know, it's one of those things that I, I, I find myself like, you know, I'm going to say the D word. I love, love him or hate him. Donald Trump what mm-hmm. I watched every season of The Apprentice, I went in believing that he was a billionaire. I went in believing, right. whether that be true or not, that he had this huge empire. And I know Bethany says she has this huge empire and stuff like that, but that's fine. But then who are these people? If I'm supposed to believe this is a big empire, then I need to believe that DJ Nicole Rosé is worthy of that big yes. empire. I need to know, because if not, it starts looking like she's just picking people off the street. Like, I don't know who Corey is. I don't know. Everybody says I they're so good, agree. but I need, I need a resume may and if you like just even talking with you now it adds so much more weight to that show you know I thank you thank you for saying that and I think I think also like you know I think it's our job to teach other people how to build these non-traditional careers right and that's what I said in the in one of the episodes where part of the reason I love and respect Bethany so much and wanted to go and try to work for her you know we obviously know that her and I'd probably murder each other if we sat in an can you imagine her and I sitting in an office next to each other by the way like by the way that'd be a great lifetime movie like the skinny the skinny girl murders you know the like skinny girl murders yeah exactly uh, yeah. and it would it would be the last skinny girl product ever um because I think I would win bitch <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, I had to. Okay, so you, um, so you had the DJ stuff and all that, and then like during uh, quarantine, all of this stuff. Uh, as everybody knows, there hasn't been a lot of DJ events to go do. Right. Uh, is that you know? But I, I do want to talk about your podcast too a little bit. Uh, Big Queen Energy. Um, when did you start that? So I launched. The, so it actually is a backstory. I I actually was. Um, I had an agent that went out to Spotify. And it was his idea to do this whole morning show news thing. So I was collaborating with a few other people on it. Um, and Spotify bought a pilot in the beginning, you know, before the pandemic. So <laughs> I don't know what year that was. I guess 2019. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. time doesn't matter anymore. It's fine. Yeah. Spotify bought a pilot. Um, and it was it was when they were, you know, investing like $200 million or something and building all their own content. Remember, they were like five yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. podcasting companies. Like, they were like Netflix of uh, exactly, podcasting all of a sudden. Exactly. Yeah. So we were part of that investment project, right, where they were just trying to figure out what the strategy was to kind of own the, the new content space in that market. And we did a show for them. Um, it was it was a cool show. I learned so much being in their studio recording, etc. Um, and I definitely honed my skill as a podcaster for sure. But at the end of in the beginning of like March or so when they were um, filtering it through their VPs and deciding whether or not to move forward and advertisers were pulling out and you know, they, they kept Michelle Obama and Kim K and Kim K and there's only so much money to go around. We didn't we didn't make yeah. the final final cut. 
Um, so yeah. I have been podcasting DL for a long time. But by the way, like like in business, you know, the the only way you get to success are a bunch of failures or, or sure. a bunch of things that don't go your way. Oh, oh my God. But I've obviously, had so many failures. We could like sit here. We could have a whole podcast on that. that. <laughs> I mean, but but honestly, I mean, you know, that's the old adage is that you learn more by failing than you ever do by winning. I mean, totally. I would love to win just once to see if that's true. <laughs> but um, but you know what I'm saying? So you fell in love with podcasting and you continue to do it even though that Spotify deal yeah, didn't go totally. through. Yeah, totally. And, you know, obviously that was heartbreaking. You know, I needed like a, a month. I needed a little time to, to recover. And then, you know, we were approached by Forever Dog, which is like a more comedy focused network. And it just I tried and it wasn't a great fit. So I relaunched. Um, on my own as you know a solo podcaster not on a network back last june um and then we rebranded to big queen energy because i had to use that i mean this actually ties into the show i had it's a great yeah it is great i one i i said that thing too about real queens lifting each other up right which is true and i had to pump myself up every single day to go film that because i could just i mean i think we were sort of touching on this before i could tell that i was being single out like I knew I I knew they were fucking with me like by the end of that second episode at the photo shoot like I'm sitting there well you also had the other contestants saying hey you know they're you know they were telling you I mean especially that photo shoot challenge like calm down calm down you know they were telling the other girls were like surrounding you were they trying to protect you or were they trying to to whirl you up well I don't think one of them. I don't were they know were they queens name, lifting each other up? The girl who's always throwing shade at me. I don't think she has a, a maternal or a protective Ma- bone in her body. Uh, not, <laughs> not so much her vibe. That's okay. To each their Mal- own. Okay. Uh, Maloxi yes. is amazing. Malai. She okay. her and I really. I realized at that point. Thank you. You're talking about Wendy. Uh, Wendy, obviously. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah. I realized that. At that point, I was like, "Thank God they put someone real in this cast," because I, I would like. I wanted to. To know if if everybody was just going to be a competitive fake piece of shit or if there was like someone that was like would be a real friend. You know, this is quite the experience to go through with these people. Yeah, no, it is. And then uh, but it's just so weird. Like, is his name Carlos that got let go on the first one and then came back? Or what was what was the gentleman's name? Brody. Brody. Sorry, Brody. Brody. And then I didn't think Brody was in love with Wendy or something like that. And that gets brought into it. And there was just like some weird elements that I don't think was like painted in a I was very confused at certain times. But um, I have a funny story about that. Do you want to know why? I know. Yes. I, I can verify that he had a crush on Wendy. Okay, please, yes. The doorman where we were staying, who happens to be my fucking boy, love you, Julian, um, told me. <laughs> and I, I mean, why would he, you know, he sees everything. Think about yeah. it, he sees everything. Or Bellman, sorry. No, that's Bellman. true. Um, but he, he, he like, he would feed me little wait, tidbits occasionally. Wait, wait, so wait, was he, was, was he telling the doorman that he had a crush on Wendy? Or was he, was he like, hey, I love this character, Wendy. And then he was, the doorman was funneling information to you? I don't know how went down i don't know i don't know if if brody said it or if he or if maybe he just had an inkling because he saw them talking or something i don't know so i don't want to say yeah. that because you can okay, tell yeah. how called out i get for saying the little thing that i did say which i think she was you just totally did. excuse to be attached to me for whatever reason <laughs> it was it was really yeah it was another bizarre thing um uh, so so the podcast though itself though how would you describe the podcast to somebody that would be new a new listener yeah so big queen energy where we are now is it's all about in 2021 we started all of our content to be focused on just mindsets morning routines success habits manifestation hacks how do you get yourself to that next level version of you i care very much of, about bringing the kind of the next generation of badass women up with us right and and what's funny is 
this experience on this show actually has taught me so much. But one thing that it's confirmed for me um, is that I'm actually a very powerful creator and that we all have the ability to create the exact world that we live in. Like, look at you. You're an amazing podcast host. You have so many amazing reviews. Like, you created this because you had a vision. You you dreamt it or you saw it and you thought about it and it excited you and you went down that path. And everyone... Do you say, I have big I have big queen energy. You, you is, that, is that what you're saying? Queen is that, like, yeah, I have like, big queen energy. Yeah, it's big. No, it's I, I, it's, it's funny. It's, it's, it's big quirky energy. There you yeah, go. Um, uh, no, but I... I think it is something that, it, you know, I'm obviously in the reality show space, but I, I think with podcasting, especially it, it, it seems to champion female voices more than other, uh, other, uh, businesses. I think podcasting really did, like some of the most amazing women that I have met are, have been podcasters. And I love that it kind of crosses over into your podcast, which is really humorous and you have such a, a levity about you, but at the same time, there is real value and real application that you can have for your lives. I mean, I, I do have a primarily yeah. female audience and I, then I was like, wow, like, this wow, is, I, I mean, that. it yeah, no, I mean, it, it, so I, I did think it was interesting, even even if you aren't a female, I thought it was really great to listen to, but it, it is it is something of like practical application of believing in yourself, of these things that you can do to uh, further your career or set yourself up for success. And I think that is so yeah. valuable in today's day and age, especially after we're coming out of a pandemic. 1000% totally agree with you. And I mean, obviously, the pandemic was pretty hard on me and my business. But then we turned it around. And we, we had this opportunity with the big shot and, and I pounced on it. And, you know, and we're here now having this conversation. So yeah, I really, I just, well, I think it's I feel it's like my calling to just help other women fully understand themselves to be fearless, to be authentic, to be magnetic. So that's what I try to do is give practical advice, like you said, that they can implement. Not Some of it is like business strategies, social media strategies, marketing strategies, but most of it is really focused around the mindset behind people who have succeeded. What can we learn? What can we pull out of their story? That is something that you, Ryan, could do today to just make a yeah, little like bit you were, of improvement you, you, in your life. It seems like you are uh, constantly aware of what you see around you and you're inviting guests on of people that have made successes of themselves and they get to kind of tell their stories a little bit. Yes, totally. And I mean, once again, I love spotlighting other incredible women that do amazing things. They they deserve the attention. And I, I know that there's just so much that we can learn. You know, it's kind of like peer-to-peer -peer mentorship. There's so much that we can learn from each other. And I truly think that women need more mentors in the world. I think that's something that like guys tend to like do for each other. Um, and, you know, I had a bunch of male mentors, like I said, when I first started DJing, you know, um, and but I didn't have any women ones, right? Because there just weren't very yeah. many girls in the game. And so I'm hoping to just make a small chip, a little dent into that issue. Yeah, no, I th and I think you're really well on your way. How much of it when, you know, you, you're talking about capitalizing on a moment, and this is kind of for all intents and purposes your moment. It might not be the exact everything that you want it to be, but how much is it of like, now I've got to try to pounce as hard as I can because this is a little opening in a door. Um, so is your weeks right now, like for the time being, kind of spent with strategizing how you can, I mean, we're talking right now, of course, but I'm, I'm assuming you're trying to, to make this moment as much as it can be for you with what you've been provided. Is, is yeah, that correct? Well, that's such an interesting question. Nobody's asked me that. Not even like my mom, um, or, or my friends, but, oh my God, does this make us family now? Yeah, is this, yeah, this is crazy. Next like, level, yeah. Um, no. So yes, absolutely. I think 
you know, I do look, I'm at a point now where I hired a business coach um, in January and it's something that had been on the horizon for me for a while. I actually wanted to hire her in August and then I knew I was, you know, starting to move forward with the big shot. Um, So I put her on pause and then I think, yeah, a lot of it is strategy. You know, where do we go next? Obviously, we know the things that I'm passionate about, right? Helping other women, doing the podcast. We are building a mindset mentorship. So this is kind of a weird thing about me that I feel like very few people know, and I'm just starting to share it and talk about it more. But I have this whole morning routine that we've done an episode on it, but that's very aggressive. And I have this mindset tool in my phone that I created through a series of like workbooks I built and journaling processes that helps me up level my mindset every single day. And I read it and send it to myself every day. How do I get this? Well, I would be How do happy I get this? to teach you. Um, it's- no, you know, no, and I'm not, and I'm not joking. I know this is a, but I do talk about, uh, I do talk about routines and trying to be a higher functioning person yes. on this show. And I do, I like, this is silly, but I have an app, you know, I think it's called, uh, it's called done where I literally have like, you can put a bunch of different things like each day. And it's like, I mean, we're talking ridiculous things like brush your teeth in the morning, brush it, and you get to click it off after each thing, or just those things to kind of help you. Well, I mean, yeah, it's like one of those things of like morning routines fascinate me. I was I was reading Mark Wahlberg's uh, day routine last week on the show oh, uh, because he, he gets up at like two thirty in the morning and does his first work. Like it's what? ridiculous. <laughs> oh, it's you. You should look up Mark Wahlberg daily routine and it will freak you the F out. It is so oh scary because I'm like, at what point do you even live in this? Because he's like breaking down meals. But their routines fascinate me. And the older you get, you're like, how many things do I have to do to get out? to even get out the door, you know, you're like, meditate, be mindful, write in your five minute journal, take your (laughs) vitamins, brush your teeth, shower. Yeah. There's so many things just to get. And it was like, when you're a kid, you didn't think about any of this stuff. And now you have to do 80 million things to get out of the door, you know? So, you know, what's interesting, Um, Ryan, is that our brains are hardwired with a negative bias for whatever reason, right? So if you think about it, like, right, you're on social media, I'm on social media, one bad comment will stick with us more than a hundred good oh, ones. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. which makes no sense, which makes no sense. Why would our brain allow that one bad comment to be, you know, so much bigger than than the hundred good ones? But um, that's how it works. And so that is why I think over time as we age, you know, when we're children, I think we have that unbiased positivity bent, right? Where we just think we're happy-go-lucky. We just think the world is a perfect place and our experience in it is going to be beautiful. And then we grow up and we get a little jaded and things start getting harder. And maybe you didn't get that promotion and maybe you didn't get, you know, maybe you got divorced, maybe things didn't work out, you know? And, and I think we start losing our hope, you know, we start losing our faith and that just makes me so sad. And that's why I do this every day so that, you know, I yeah. can keep the faith and continue to be a, p- a positive light for other people. Makes me emotional. Well, that's amazing. And it's amazing. No, it's amazing that you even want to be a positive light for other people. I think that really does get beaten out of us and life can make you jaded. Yeah. And, you know, you need those moments of actual connection. Uh, I know uh, I'm going to start, you know, wrapping it up. I could talk to you for hours and hours, but I do want, <laughs> if it's okay, to ask a couple more questions about the big shot. We had some oh, yeah. uh, uh, listeners write in knowing that I was going to talk to you and they had some specific questions. I don't know what you can answer, but Jess from New okay. York wants to know, was the, uh, the HSN show, was that real or was it fake did it ever air anywhere will it be airing oh my god you guys Uh, we couldn't tell we couldn't tell if that was real or not okay you guys are gonna die it was so real that look on my face by the way it's like i I don't know i I was either made for tv or not made for tv because i cannot control (laughs) what my face is doing sometimes and i was like 
you know, my jaw dropped. I was, I had to laugh. I was so nervous. You know what I mean? I was like, Oh, oh God. I mean, I can't, I mean, I, I, I mean, it is being, you know, for millions of people, potentially all of a sudden getting thrown into that situation is insane. Exactly. And so it was real because my, one of my, I, I used to have a headphone line and the pandemic sort of, sort of kind of totally ravaged that business. But that's I okay. need headphones. Look at this. I need to get your headphones. I've broken three headphones oh, uh, in the fun. last month. I thought month. you were doing the DJ thing where it's like one ear on. No, I went, see, I was hoping, I'm glad it looks cool like that. It's just me bro- have broken this. It's horrible. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. Cool. So you had all my headphones uh, headphone have flowers on them, so you don't want them, or else I would send you a pair. Um, yeah, so I, <laughs> where is I going with that? Oh, so so my business okay, partner so- in that company is also on HSN, happened to see me live on HSN's website and texted me and was like, what the hell's going on? You know, because you can't tell anybody, you know, obviously what you're doing and stuff in the moment. So... I don't think anybody else that I knew saw it, but my segment ran live. I don't know if it's still on HSN. I haven't checked. Okay, that's what... Yeah, people saw it. I was wondering if it did it. Well, that's okay, good. Because that, well, another thing I was like, I couldn't tell if this was just real or they're just putting up graphics and acting like it's real. And we never really saw that or if it's going to air at some point. But I I like that other people thought that as well. Uh, This is, I don't think you'll know the answer to this, but why was the first episode in Connecticut and outside freezing cold? Because by the end of the episode, (laughs) Bethany has to hurry up because she's freezing and everybody's freezing. Was it freezing or did they tell you to act like it's freezing? Okay, um... It was fucking freezing. I actually have mild frostbite still. Um, no, just kidding. Um, but like, like legitimately was concerned the night of that I would because I was wearing like thigh high leather boots. And, and you had and to keep drinking. You had to keep drinking just to stay warm. One hundred percent. I have no idea why we went out there. I guess it was, you know, once again, this was shot in the pandemic, right? So, you know, we don't talk that much about COVID or I'm not really supposed to, but everything was very safe. Yeah. All the CDC guidelines, so many. No, it's a huge production. Yeah. I'm assuming that it was insanely safe. I mean, you I, know? I've never felt more safe in my life, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I've done a lot of less safe yeah. things than that. Um, <laughs> so, no, it was incredibly safe. Um, but I think maybe that's that's the only reason that I can think of why they wanted it outside, right? Well, I don't. Yeah. Why else? I, I don't know. I mean, the house was nice. Like, look, Greenwich is a ritzy, fancy neighborhood for sure. But I mean, it's an hour outside of the city. It was just schlep. Yeah. No, I mean, it was uh, it was an interesting thing. I mean, you did get that great moment of Bethany peering outside that has now been memed yeah, to death, so I think. Um, here's one that I didn't know. And I don't know if this uh, I'd never read this before. But is it true that Bethany shut down production for three days to gather her thoughts and say, this is how we're going to do this. And that's how the random non-structure came about. I well, didn't. I've never heard that. I would love to is talk that, to this person. If you are listening to this podcast and you DM yes. me in that, DM me. Yes. <laughs> okay. Rogeri. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't. I, I. I mean, I don't. I don't know if that there is a random non-structure which I keep talking about, but totally. I didn't. I didn't hear. I've never heard that rumor. That's not true. I don't or at least know in your that. Experience. But look, as a contestant, I think part of this. Okay. So think about the people who did the show. Right. It's Mark Burnett from The Apprentice. It's Huge. some dude from Survivor. You know, it's like it's yeah. really serious people that do these intense competitions shows so I you know I they leave us in the dark because that's also I mean our genuine real reactions anxiety excitement etc is is real yeah and it's and it's what you want right is I think it's what makes the big shot so exciting right yeah 
Yeah, I mean, that is what makes these shows exciting is that it, it all really hinges on the believability of it. Yeah. it. You know, that's what the audiences want. And I think as we move further, I mean, reality shows now have a history. We have decades now of reality shows where it's like that's really what wins out is be real, you know, just like the be, you know, be strong, be real. And yep. audiences love when they know they're not being lied to. So that's like a huge thing. Yep. Um, I guess then a personal question is just as we wrap up, what I mean, were you... How far into it did you know that this was for Bethany Frankel? Were you approached for a business show? Did you know it was Bethany from the beginning? And what was your experience? Like, what was your knowledge? Are you a Housewives fan? Are you a reality show junkie? What's your experience with any so, of that? So much there. So the, the easiest thing to answer first is that I knew it was a business competition. I did not know that it was her for like a month or two. The casting process was long. So, I mean... I know that they didn't do a great job painting our backgrounds, but once again, they did talk to me about all of my business's experience and, you know, what what our revenue was, That's why wild. one company failed. I mean, like, they grilled me, okay? Grilled me. Yeah. Um, and they, so they did not tell me at first that it was her. They told me that it was a mogul that they thought that I would like and get get behind, and they told me that they thought I was similar, to her. So I don't Did know. Did you have guesses? Did you have guesses going into it where you're like, oh, I bet it's Mark Cuban. I bet it's like, did you have, or or was there somebody that you're like, I hope it's this person? You know what though? I, I think, you know what? It's funny. It's like, I just do a lot, you know, during the day. So it's like, I didn't even really like think about it. I just kept interviewing. I was like, all right, I'm just going to, you know, like, I'll just give it my all when I go into these interviews, like don't know who it is. And they told me eventually because she made it public. Right. And then opened up the hiring process to her own fans and followers. Uh, or the casting process to her own fans and followers. Um, so, yeah, I, I when I found out it was her, though, to answer the second part of your question, I was floored because I genuinely love her. I had followed her for years. I grew up in a household with very um, traditional role models, right? So my parents have very traditional careers, doctors, lawyers. It's like I kind of – I thought you had to go down one certain path. I had never seen anybody – build influence the way that she did the way that she used her personality to create multiple million dollar businesses i'd never seen yeah. anything like that and that was at the time when you know this was um in the mid 2000 like 2010s right early to mid 2010s when she first was really breaking out and started skinny girl margarita and i just like was in awe of how she did that. And I had just recently left the corporate world and I studied her because I was like, I really want to learn from this woman. Like, this is brilliant. And maybe I could do something like this because it's always been my dream to like eventually sell products one day and not just services. Because if it's, if you're only selling services, then you can only yeah. make as much as you can work. <laughs> <laughs> That's genius. Yeah. So, I mean, so, you know, you, you, you did, um, but did you watch uh, the housewife shows? Yeah. Did oh, you of course. Watch? Yeah. I mean, that, that's, okay, how that's, I, right. that's how I learned about her. I watched Bethany ever after. Okay. Okay. Um, you know, and then I studied <laughs> her leading up to the show. I studied her like a tech. So I hope you, I hope you I, never, I hope you were never like, uh, you didn't bring up Jason Hoppy ever. I hope. Never would I ever do that. <laughs> that sounds like she would kick me in the face. <laughs> Not sure what would happen um, there. <laughs> So you do you leave the experience with a uh, a newfound appreciation, or do you leave the experience 
um, not bruised, but kind of uh, with a question mark when it comes to Bethany and business. Were you able to have conversations off camera? Were you, I mean, I know you're always going to have respect for anybody with that kind of business acumen. And like you said, who's really built themselves from nothing and built really, I don't know, empire is the word, but I mean, definitely built this huge brand. How did you leave this experience and and how did you think of Bethany? I mean, that's, I think that's a really great question and you asked the best questions. Um, so really listening should love this. Thank you. You, D, I'm putting this on my my vision board, you guys. DJ uh, Nicole Rose said I asked the best questions, so and I will um, leave it in a what? review. Um, so <laughs> yes, please. I, I know those matter. Um, so I, I, gosh, this is a it's a tough one to answer, right? Because of course I, yeah, seeing her hustle is inspiring in a way, and also at the same time, I do not want to have to be that stressed out all the time. Does that make sense? No. Okay, this is no. This is. I wrote this. I wrote this, and I said it on the podcast. I said, Bethany, if you go by this show, she makes it seem like being rich and powerful is not is fun. It, at right? All. Doesn't it seem unappealing? Like it. It seems. It seems kind of miserable, lonely. Yeah. Um. I do, you not knowing who to. Tr- I mean, it, it actually raised more questions of saying, well, you know what? It's it's okay just to be middle of the road successful. I don't need that kind of thing because it seems like it, it potentially impedes any kind of real relationships in her life. Um, but that's just from watching this show. I know there's so many more colors in this show shows, but yeah, it does seem actually stressful. And did it make you ever question the career path you're on? Well, I mean, to be honest, like, you know, midway through filming and they're throwing all these curveballs at me and I can tell that her and I are just like not really hitting it off. You know, if anything, it'd be a one night stand. And I'm just like, okay, <laughs> you know, maybe this isn't right for me because, you know, we have slightly different, maybe not slightly, but we have different styles about us, right? So while I know, and people on Twitter have said this too, like they see a lot of similarities between us too. Like I truly am someone who loves people and maybe I'm too trusting and maybe, you know, maybe Bethany's right to kind of question everything and, you know, and want, you know, to to mistrust it at first or whatever. But I think we, we just have different sensibilities about us. And I don't know what that says about me because she's making way more money than me. But I just, you know, I guess money is not the only thing that I care about in this life. I care very much about helping people and purpose. And I think, you know, that's my that's my priority. And it's, I think, look, her business does also, in fairness, her business helps women, right? It's practical solutions. You know, everybody wears shapewear. I don't know a girl that's even petite ones wear shapewear when they put on a dress to go to this event or whatever. So, yeah. Her businesses all, you know, provide value as well that I think is impactful for women. And that's, once again, what drew me to her, right? Because I care about that. Um, But I think at the end of the day, you know, it's, I still just have a lot of questions about the process, you know? I And I I don't don't know that I can really say exactly. No, I know. I um yeah, obviously not. But I just do, I do wonder if you obviously seem like you probably had the thought of, I wonder if you ever had the thought of during the production of like, is this good for me? Are they painting me in a correct, certain light? Correct. And if you're able, if you're ever able to express that to a producer of like, hey guys, just wanted to remind you, I actually have to try to make a living after this. Um, <laughs> you're, are you gonna, 
I, I, you know, like, was that a concern of yours ever during the process? Of course, yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I would say in that photo shoot situation where I was just so clueless as to why things were escalating out of control with me and her. Oh, and I thought it. Was, I thought you were done. I mean, I thought it was like, and then they did it to be continued. I was like, oh, you're getting fired at the top of this episode, and then you, you, you managed. To, I'm a to fighter. Get I mean, look. At the end of the day, I went back to work. I went hard, and you guys saw my final product, and my final product represented the brand. It was inclusive of of women of all different sizes and ethnicities and ages and that's what she said she wanted right so yeah i don't yeah. think other people you know other contestants had artwork that really reflected that um and that that that's fine but i think yeah i realized that and it it, it kind of lit a fire under my ass because i'm not a quitter i'm a fighter not a quitter so i knew I saw what they were doing. No one confirmed it with me. I just, I could just tell, right? Because it was pretty, getting pretty obvious at that point. And then I was like, well, shit's really getting real. So you better put, you know, powder your nose and put your game face on. And you better like really <laughs> get it together, sis. Because I was like, you are going to yeah. have to like really prove your how good your work is, right? That, so for me, yeah. the only the only comeback I saw was to just be incredible at the work that I produce. And that was that was all I could really do. And and you guys, you know, you notice episode five, you know, I won that competition, right? And then so yeah, I, I make yeah. it all the way back into her good graces and then and then Yeah, and that's why I was I, I that's when I was like, Oh man, she's gonna take this whole thing and then episode six happened, which, you know, is is what it is. Um so uh okay, cool. That I I am I mean, I've taken up too to much of your time six, even though quickly, like it's like I, that's the one where I just have so many question marks about. I think I hope it's clear that it's it makes very no sense. I mean, it, very edited. It, it, it seems very, that's what I'm saying. It doesn't seem like we're getting the whole story. And I know there's probably yeah. only, only so much you can say, but it is a wild experience to watch you guys. And I would recommend it because it is different in a, a couple of like, there is, there, it is really entertaining in this really weird way. And I'm still trying to process it. And I'm going to wait to watch the final episodes. But I mean, at one point she calls her daughter, Bryn and Bryn is calling the shots. Yeah. I'm like, what is uh, Bryn is like, who should I, who should I let go? should I stay? And I'm like, what is going on? Like, Bryn is now pulling the... Wait, want to laugh? It is so bizarre in a couple different ways. I was just saying, I wrote Bryn a happy birthday note, and I said, thanks for saving my ass. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. Oh, my God. Um, So, uh, wait, and has has Bethany reached out since the show has aired? Because I feel like you kind of are a little bit of a breakout star of the show. Have you uh, spoken with her at all since... Yeah, do we think uh, she likes that? I don't know if that's... I don't know. Remember, because she said she's there's only there should only be one. Well, peacock. I mean, I think <laughs> or whatever the fuck. I don't means. think she likes it, but I think I don't think she likes it. But I think she's probably being told or she's probably going to be convinced it's her idea that, you know, when more people shine, that helps her shine more, too. You know, and what you need about these shows is that you do need you do need breakout stars. You do need us to, like I said, care about these characters. It's not just Bethany taking the oxygen out of this room. You do need to love the characters. That's what any good reality show does. And to that sense, you do shine above all of that. So, I, I mean, I think that is kind of the the best compliment you can get from one of these shows. And you left, I think with your head held high, you kind of bucked the trend from what it was going to be like in the second episode for you, which I think is great. Um, and wait, did you, did you end up staying in your own place since it was shot in New York or did they put you up in a hotel? No, I don't know how much I can get into on that. Cause that's a little, once again, sausage gets made ish, but oh, I okay, yeah, yeah. in my, in my apartment. Okay. 
And did Biggie or Smalls ever poop or pee in front of you? Did they ever ruin any they carpet? Did not, but um, you, one of, they liked me. One of them sat on my lap, right? And they just kept panning to me in a beret with this white dog. And I was like, this is just like the weirdest scene. And why am I wearing a beret? And who am I? And, you know, <laughs> just all the things. Um, um, well, so what's next for you? How do we support you? And by the way, when I say that, you guys, you guys know uh, with anybody that is on this podcast, uh, you go to their podcast first. Uh, it's uh, so uh, Big Queen Energy is the podcast. Uh, before you even listen, you got to rate it five stars. It's Aww. the easiest, simplest, freest thing that you can do for anybody that gives their time to come on a show like this, especially this is uh, one of her big moments and she's taking time to to talk to us. So go rate it five stars. Please uh, check it out. I think you guys will really, really dig it. But how else do we support you? Thank you so much. I appreciate that, Ryan. You're just you're a class act. Um, so. Yeah, I, I think the the podcast is the you know something that is at the forefront. We'll be j- launching new episodes again on Monday. I just I just needed a mini break, like you said, to just kind of get my head together, get the strategy together, yeah, understand yeah. what the hell's going on, right? Because I I'm seeing this all when you guys yeah, are of seeing course. it. I don't have yeah. screeners of the show. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm watching it in real time with of you course. all, y'all giving giving my thoughts. Um, and yeah, so I think the the mentorship, the mindset mentorship, teaching that, like I said, the morning routine with the mindset tool, helping women build their own tool right because we all have different complex weird brains and I want to help them optimize theirs that will be the thing that we launch you know mid-summer we have a beta program if women want to dm me they're they're happy to apply for the beta I can send that we already did take some applicants but we could we could have a few more if we wanted to um, and so, yeah, yeah, please, please let me know when that does fully launch too. Cause I would love to tell my audience about it because it does Thank seem you. like of something that, uh, of actual use, you know, well, I, I'd be happy. We'll have a one-on-one and I'd be happy to, to teach you a few yes. things if you want to add, definitely you know, some of it. I would love, I would team. love course. I would, I would really love that. Um, but, uh, DJ Nicole Rose, and by the way, how do we, I mean, is it, do you like being called DJ Nicole Rose? I like it cause it just rolls out the tongue, I, yeah, but your actual name It's like fun to say, is, but I, I mean, so my, my real name is Nicole Rose. So all we did was yes. we just added the accent, you know. Um, I know, but it's just so fun to say Nicole Rose. I just like, I mean, it's like I said, it's like the Batman of uh, podcasting. Well, you know, you know what? Uh, and also too, I just, I just have to say, like, I think people really sleep on me, and that's so fine, right? Like, I think a, a good thing in business is here's a tip to to your ladies: just let them underestimate you. You know what I mean? Just let them, let them think that you're dumb, let them think you don't know what you're doing. But when you when you, you know, even what it's one of the dumb girls on the, I, not, okay, delete dumb. One of the girls, <laughs> delete that. Sorry. I love everybody. That's not, yeah, that's yeah, not yeah, kind. yeah, yeah. But yeah, yes. one of the girls on the show, I won't say her name, especially because I, I made that error, but one of the girls on the show wrote something on Instagram today that really bothered me. And I asked to be untagged in it because she said that she doesn't think that I'm great at social media and blogging, but she doesn't think I'm VP material. And I, she doesn't know anything about my professional history. She's never once asked me a question about anything that I've accomplished in my life. And so to make that judgment without knowing me felt wrong. So I just, I don't want you, I don't want you to be tagging me. Like you don't need to flex like that. Right. Um, yeah. But I think, you know, I don't know where I was going with this. Wow, I'm on some fucking tangent out here. <laughs> no, no. I mean, it was we were just talking about the the mindfulness program and then uh, the, the show itself. Um, I, I think I, 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 I'm not sure exactly. Yeah, I don't where, know why but, I went I mean, on that tangent. But anyway, I just but I, I don't I, think I, we should I, like, yeah. throw shade and hate at each other. And I just don't want to partake in that, you know. 
No, I mean, that's that's amazing. Even though sometimes it's really fun to do, it's not uh, beneficial. And uh, my dad always says, don't hate, uh, don't hate. That's There's no place for that. But it seems like really that's the opposite of your thing. And I think today, you guys, what's so cool is I knew this would be a fun interview, but I didn't. Uh, what I love about it is I think we got a, a really a more uh, a, a full picture of who you actually are that a reality show can't do. And uh, I, I would you. love for you guys to be able to watch this show and then listen to this podcast. Um, but I feel like you do have such a bright future ahead of you. And um, that is so cool to uh, to be able to speak with you before you achieve whatever you're oh, about to achieve from this point so on. Much. So. You guys, go support uh, Nicole Rose. Um, she is everywhere. We will put all of her information on the uh, the description, and we will uh, we'll keep in touch with her so we can uh, support other things that she's going to be doing. Oh yeah, my God, what's up? I remembered it. Okay, so this was okay. my point. Whatever that girl saying that I yeah. didn't know what I was doing is like a sidebar, but the reason that I was saying that is because if you think about it, Who's the marketing genius? Is it Bethany? Yes, obviously. And then who's second? It's me because everywhere I went, I said, hi, I'm Nicole Rosé. Hi, I'm Nicole Rosé. Hi, I'm Nicole Rosé. And you said that your friends and you only talk about Nicole Rosé. Nobody's going to forget that name because it's fun to say, right? That wasn't by yeah, accident. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that was because it's enjoyable because Rosé, it represents a lifestyle. It represents fun, fun-loving enjoyment. And that's what I represent. So... And then, you know, when you when people are leaving the show and they're trying to remember who was on it, they're probably going to remember that because it's memorable yeah. because it's marketing. And so anyway, that yeah, was like, I mean, like the joke's it, no, on them I'm, because nobody is going to remember Wendy. I, don't, I mean, no, that was, Wendy. <laughs> that, no, I mean, but that's I mean, to be honest, I didn't. It's like I just remembered her name by luck during this yeah. interview. Like, I don't you know what I'm saying? Like, even Maloxi, who I like, I, I you you it's 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 it was harder for me to learn their names or I just that's why I say the show. I wish did a better job of making us remember yeah. the names, because, uh, you know, I think after the first episode, they stopped putting names up like, you know, on the chyrons of who everybody yeah. was. And it's like, no, you can't do that when we still have no clue who these people are. You got to like attach it to them. Big Corey back up. And which is, you know, that actually was, that was funny. But also the, the last thing you guys, I think what she said right there about underestimation is that, you know, never let that make you feel bad in life yeah. being underestimated. That's actually a great position to be in. And I feel like that even with this podcast sometimes is you can under, like I can play dumb or I can play uh silly or whatever, but please underestimate me. Like all it, all that matters at the end of the day is work is keeping your head exactly. down and doing it because other people will fall by the wayside. So, uh, Nicole Rose, you guys go listen to the podcast, big queen energy and, uh, go follow her on Instagram as well. I mean, she's verified. She's got a crazy amount of followers already, but go follow her there. Say that you liked her on this podcast and, and hopefully we'll talk to you again sometime. I would love to do that. Thank you. So, and just FYI, the Instagram is just, if you type in Nicole Rose, you'll find it or Nicole Rose. Stillings. Yeah, it'll which is my last you'll name. it'll it'll pop right up. So it's it's the verified one. Thank you, guys. you honey. Uh, this is a true we'll talk pleasure. to you next time. Thank you. Betches.